Hello! This is the second episode of the podcast on Violoncello da Spalla, broadcasted from Italy by Daniela Gaidano and Alessandro Visentini. It's also part of the newsletter Violoncello da Spalla on Substance. So the first episode of the year risks to be a little bit off topic, with a brief excursus on Italian opera of the 20th century. This is because Violoncello da Spalla is uh, something very close to viola pomposa. Actually, I think it's the same instrument, but uh, as we will see, it's not always uh, seen this way. So what raised our attention is the opera Francesca da Rimini by Riccardo Zandonai. Francesca da Rimini is uh, a character of the Divina Commedia by Dante Alighieri and she was a woman contemporary of Dante and uh, she was uh, murdered by her husband when he discovered she had an affair with uh, his brother. And you may have uh, heard about them under the names Paolo and Francesca. So this opera by Riccardo Zandonai was written in 1913 and the opera features uh, a viola pomposa. Yes, exactly. Original music for viola pomposa written in the 20th century. Isn't this exciting? You go and find the score online and you see that the viola pomposa is part of the uh, orchestra on the stage, which is composed by piferi, which are high flutes uh, from popular music, and then a clarinet and a harp. And they, uh, the whole uh, small group on the stage has to uh, represent uh, the viola of the Joker in the medieval times. And so this is where our enthusiasm starts to fade. Then you can see that online uh, there is in uh, the Museum of Musical Instruments in uh, Milano, Castello Sforzesco, they have the viola pomposa, which was probably made uh, uh, right for this occasion. It's a viola pomposa made by Giuseppe Ornati. And you click on it and you see, uh, I would say, a beautiful gamba-shaped object. Uh, I mean, it has the shape of the body of a double bass without corners, without pointed corners, I mean, and with the F-holes in the shape of flames. And it has five strings with five strings of uh, resonance um, under the, the fingerboard. Uh, it was made uh, in 1914, so it matches with the representation of the opera Francesca da Rimini. And uh, it measures uh, uh, 134 millimeters, the whole instrument. So it's more or less the dimension of a normal modern violoncello. In the description, I, I try to translate from Italian, 
it's written, viola pomposa or violino pomposo was a normal viola with five strings with uh, one more top string added, which was used uh, in 18th century. It means uh, that it was containing uh, both uh, the tuning of a viola and one of a violin, C, G, D, A, E. Some researchers, on the contrary, they think that viola pomposa was an instrument invented by Bach, wrote uh, the sixth uh, suite uh, for cello, Expressly, ex- expressively for his instrument, confounding it with uh, a small cello that the maker Johann Christian Hoffmann in Leipzig built for him. This idea is probably wrong because the sixth suite for solo cello was composed by Bach, as you can see in the original score, using the three keys of bass alto and soprano. If this suite uh, was conceived uh, for a viola pomposa, which is an instrument of the width of a small viola, Bach uh, didn't use the bass key because the extension of such an instrument, such a, an instrument played on the arm, um, couldn't uh, uh, allow to play uh, notes below, below the low D. Bach was a man really precise and tidy, and uh, the same also his second wife, Anna Magdalena. She was copying this composition um, precision, and uh, also with a writing very similar to that of his husband. And this, uh, you may believe it or not, this is where the description of the instrument ends. So, I don't know exactly, it's written, uh, this description was written by A. Bollini in 1999 and also updated by Andrea Gatti in 2001. And uh, it doesn't say anything at all about the instrument that we see in the picture. And it seems to refer to research articles of the really beginning of the 20th century. I mean, it's not updated at all. So, mm, well, so this is where our enthusiasm for the Francesca da Rimini ends. But there's another opera uh, written more or less in the same years that could be of some attention, which is uh, the Zingari by Leon Cavallo. Ruggero Leon Cavallo obtained a great success with his opera Pagliacci and uh, he was uh, um, soon commissioned another opera uh, from uh, London, from the Hippodrome Theatre in London. They commissioned this new opera Zingari, which was premiered on the 16th of September 1912. For this opera, Leon Cavallo researched about uh, instruments used uh, by the zingari, which are the gypsy uh, players uh, um, going around uh, in uh, charts, in horse charts. And uh, he decided to have made, uh, especially for this opera, an instrument that they called controviolino, which is tuned uh, G-D-I-E, one octave lower than the violin. So, 
enthusiasm again, and we went to research about this controviolino and this music. Um, the controviolino uh, is uh, again expressing the love theme, exactly like maybe I didn't say it, uh, the viola pomposa in uh, Zandonai's opera is uh, playing the love theme, which is recurring in a sort of a Wagner light motif. So, uh, going back to Leon Cavallo, he uses the controviolino in accompaniment uh, as an obbligato instrument uh, in accompaniment to an aria by the baritone, who is uh, uh, jealous because uh, his uh, fiancé married another man and he will, he will end up, at the end of the opera, giving fire to the chart in which the lovers are uh, consuming their affair and uh, this area um, well it's it opens with uh, a longer cadenza played by this controviolino which unfortunately today is uh, normally played by a violin on the stage this opera is uh, recently recorded by um, the royal philharmonic orchestra and carlo rizzi and I'm not sure if they use a violin or a viola for this solo. Anyway, it's a big cadenza and then small uh, inserts in the area. It's not really an obbligato playing. And, well, our enthusiasm in this anyway faded, um, seeing that the instrument uh, is pretty much like a violoncello. It looks like a fractional size uh, children cello uh, tuned uh, one octave lower than the violin but yes it's not really interesting for us also the music it's not really something you could uh, propose in a recital I think anyway if you play the violoncello da spalla and you know an opera company that is representing Zingari you could offer to play this cadenza it may be fun. Leon Cavallo commissioned expressly for the Zingari opera uh, this instrument, the controviolino, to Valentino de Zorzi, who made quite a number of them, because there are six in the museum in Florence, and one in Milano, and maybe one also in Cremona. He slightly changed the model during the year, so he also tried to perfection it. We don't know exactly what he was searching for. Anyway, he made so many because probably he was hoping to sell them to the theatres in which the opera was represented, but as there are known in London or in Paris, probably this plan didn't work. And uh, at the end, this instrument was completely abandoned uh, after the opera. It doesn't have much to do with the octave Geige that is in the Museum of Mittenwald, and we already presented in this uh, newsletter. And uh, the octave Geige is sm much smaller, it's the same dimension of our violoncello da spalla while uh, the controviolino by Zorzi is clearly uh, a small cello, a gamba instrument. So what's interesting about uh, these brief excuses in uh, Italian opera, 
of the first half of the 20th century, of the very beginning of the 20th century, well, on one hand, uh, that the composers uh, felt uh, the need for an instrument, uh, a middle-sized instrument between the viola and the cello. But second, uh, on the other hand, that they they were very confused about it. They really uh, were confused about uh, what a viola pomposa was. And we saw also researchers, also uh, the people who compiled the catalogue of um, the museum, uh, the Musical Instruments Museum in Milano, are very confused about it. And uh, I would say, uh, in a way, it's interesting that uh, Leon Cavallo, um, researching the, the gypsy instruments, wanted uh, a small bass, but in a way he didn't want it. He wanted it small, he put it on the stage, but uh, so he had an idea of a portatile instrument, but he didn't get to the hand bustle, to the, the small bass that you can really play on the arm walking like the many iconographies we have. So I don't know if this is because he didn't arrive really to the point. It stopped at the beginning of the path, didn't go to the end of the path, or because uh, the luthier or the players didn't give him credit enough to try to play such an instrument. So anyway, I hope I didn't delude you too much. But that's it for this week. I didn't find any new exciting repertoire in Italian opera first half of the 20th century. Let me tell you a bit update of what we are doing in the workshop. We had uh, a New Year's holiday, two weeks of holidays, uh, totally in the workshops, because uh, both me and Alessandro, we felt behind with uh, our schedule, the schedule that we planned uh, in September. And so we wanted, we really wanted to feel we have hands on our woods and we wanted to work. So we worked quite a lot. Alessandro is well on his way uh, with the back of his uh, normal sides cello, while I'm, uh, I finished the, the two necks of the two violoncellos da spalla, and I also uh, did the, the ribs structure, so I settled the necks on the ribs, because uh, this is a baroque instrument, so the neck is nailed, glued and nailed on the ribs. So this is done, and... Uh, I'm starting now the two backs of my two violoncellos da spalla. If you want to go and see the written version of this newsletter, well, I don't think I will write a script, but there is an automatic transcript. Hope it's clear enough. But I will post a link to the instrument used by Francesca da Rimini, which is in Milan Museum, a link to a video of the controviolino used by Leon Cavallo. And I will also post a few pics of our work and our workshop. So thanks for listening. Thanks for following us. 
and have a great week. Bye.